0: we've um we've been in a series um, this advent called sensing God and talking about the ways that God himself has uh, made himself known to us um, through the senses and likewise has made it available for us to know him and experience him through those same um, senses and um, so we talked about hearing from God and we talked about seeing God last week and tonight I want to talk about um, touching God. I want to talk about actually um, specifically in that, I want to talk about actually taking hold of God, taking hold of God, okay? Um, And tonight's sermon is going to be, I don't know, perhaps a little different. Um, it's definitely a personal one um, for me and I want to read this passage um, from Luke 1 and I, I just want to share a little bit of of a, a journey that I've been on and that my family's been on and um, how it connects to this and this idea of taking hold of God okay sound good okay all right um Let's just jump into this passage. <clears throat> I want to read from uh, verse twenty-six. So, right before we read that, I just want you to know there's a pretty significant miracle that um, was um, um, that happened right before this part of the story and. Basically, um, Elizabeth and uh, her husband, Zachariah, were waiting for a child, and they were without one, and they were old. Sounds like a story we've heard before in the Bible. Yet, you know, when it's your story, it's it's a really— the other ones don't matter so much in some ways. It's your story. And that was their story. And God comes in the middle of that, and he comes with a promise. He says, guess what? You will have a child. And uh, sure enough, Elizabeth gets pregnant. And this is what it says in verse 26. It says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, to a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. She knew something was up. Angel's like, congratulations, you've been chosen. And she's like, for what? For what? What have I been chosen for? But he said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. She's like, yeah, now you're just stalling. Tell me what you're here for. He already said that. You found favor with God. Verse thirty-seven: For no word from God will ever fail. Mary's response: I am the Lord's servant. May your word be to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. At this, at that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. That's a good story. (laughs) Holy Ghost Party, Luke 1. (laughs) Starting with the little ones. (laughs) See, John was already filled with the Spirit. We were told that. He was going to be full of the Spirit from birth. And Elizabeth gets in on it right here. Pretty awesome. Um, When I read this passage, um, what stands out for me is the promise of God that breaks through and makes itself known. The promise of God that breaks through and makes itself known. And not only makes itself known, but fulfills the very words that he's making known. So it's not just the promise, but it's the fulfillment of the promise. And they go hand in hand. One is not, not without the other when it comes to God. So when God speaks a promise, you can guarantee that he will fulfill it there's not one without the other and you know we live in a world where that's not the case so it's easy to think that god is the same as the people around us or even as maybe at times we've been but the truth is that one is not the uh, without the other with god god fulfills his promises do you believe that god fulfills his promises Do you believe it? And right now as I say that, there's probably some things that are coming to mind that have been perhaps lingering in your heart, tucked away somewhere, and you've been wondering when, how, or will it be fulfilled. And I want to say that this passage tells us God fulfills his promises. Now, it's not that easy, is it? See, in fact, even when we read this story, we read with just ease the things that, in fact, were perhaps a struggle. God says something, and then he, he fulfills it. Yay. It didn't happen like that. It didn't happen like that for Elizabeth and Zachariah and their family. It didn't happen like that for Mary and Joseph and their family. In fact, the promise that came from God came with a lot of complication, if you will. There was complication to this pregnancy. I just thought of that. I thought it would be cool to say that. I, I don't know. It wasn't an easy pregnancy. Neither of them were. See, Zechariah and Elizabeth had waited and waited and waited and perhaps even given up hope for a child. Mary, she was on the other side of things, completely blindsided by the promise that God came with probably just thinking you know why don't you go see Elizabeth actually you know she could really use a baby right now and 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 the angel's like no we got Elizabeth taken care of in fact she's on her way to come have a party with you baby shower for the both of you (laughs) God's promises don't come without complication. They don't come without tension. They don't come with they don't come without the in-between time where we're waiting and wondering how is it going to be fulfilled. We need to recognize that. If we don't, we might perhaps find ourselves in all kinds of frustration or even amazement at the complication when it comes. But when we find ourselves in the middle of that, we need to go back to the truth that God's promises will be fulfilled. There's not one without the other. I told you this was a personal message and this is where it gets personal, okay? I had this really great video that I edited for you guys and I don't have the video. I had the video but I don't have the video because we're not, I'm not that tech savvy. I try to do something media related two out of three weeks. Didn't happen today, all right? Um, But I wanted to share part of the journey that Maria and I have been on and um, can, you, can you bring our friend up uh, back there up here? This is where Jonathan's actually going to take it away, all right? Remember what we talked about, okay? Okay. Come here, buddy. All right. See this mic? You're going to speak into it, okay? Loud and clear. No, okay. So um, this is part of the journey. This is part of the journey that we've been on. With God. This little guy right here. Uh, for those of you who may not know sort of the backstory, uh, Maria and I, we've been um, praying and hoping and leaning into the promise of God that we would be able to start our own family. And I said to somebody yesterday, it talks about how Mary stored up all these things in her heart. I'm like, man, I feel like Mary right now in this time. Maria and I, we were talking about this season and how it's, it's completely different for us um, because of this guy right here. The processing of this season and the stories that we read every year during Advent, it's a different thing now. Um, so we've been in this place for a while, and this year something changed. Right here, this guy, Um, the promise of, (laughs) (laughs) wow, where did that come from? All right, (laughs) this guy, yes, Um, so for those of you didn't know, um, back in 2014, we decided, you know what, while we're waiting for God to bring about a a child in our family, we're going to open up. To the possibility of adoption, and so we went through baltimore 's foster and adoptive care and um, got certified and then we waited some more. We thought the waiting would be over after that, and we waited four more months and Then we got a call one day, um, actually back up a little bit a little bit during the waiting. Um, I was in prayer one day, and honestly just frustrated god i know I know you have good things for us, I know you want um, to um, to give us the desire of our heart to start a family. Um, but I don't know how it's going to happen and what it's going to look like. And, and we're frustrated. We're tired. And in the middle of that, the Lord said, no, you can't eat it. <laughs> the Lord said two things. He said, wait. He said the name Jonathan. Can you hold him? He's heavy. And I, I, I haven't been working out. So <laughs> combined... Um, no, it's okay. (laughs) Um, in the middle of that, um, so the Lord said, wait, and the Lord said the name Jonathan, and I didn't know what all that meant, but I I knew what wait meant. I I was actually pretty accustomed to that one. Okay, God, I got you, but what about this Jonathan thing? So a month later, we get a call, and about a a six-week-old boy who was born in Baltimore, um, who needed a home, and we said yes, and that day, I, I came home to, to tell Maria, I had gotten that call, and to figure it out, and after we said yes, I said, you know, I know we talked about naming our first Josiah, but I feel like we're supposed to name, um, him Jonathan, and her brother's name is Jonathan. So she was like, oh, that's, that's, that's sweet. You would want to name him after my brother. I was like, well, not exactly. And so I told her what God had spoken to me. And I said, I don't know what the name means. Do you know what it means? No. It means Yahweh has given. I was like, okay. Um, I get it, God. I get it. Um, so that was, uh, when was that? He was born March 11th. That was in April. And the video was actually—I'll show it to you at some point. Never before seen. Still never before seen. The video was actually the day he came to our house, and uh, in a crib for the first time, or a rocker, or whatever you call that thing—baby, baby, baby <laughs> something—I don't know. We've got like a gazillion of them, whatever they are. <laughs> um, oh man! All right, the Jonathan slideshow has begun. Now this is where it gets interesting. Um, we were in a place of saying, God, we, we, we want a child, but we want, kind of, we want that promise without the complications. So he comes into our home, and we were told that none of the family was really in the picture or, or w- wanting to pursue keeping him. Um, he didn't come into our home um, as adoption ready, came into our home, and we uh, started as foster parents. We're still foster parents. Well, two weeks later, we hear that the dad, in fact, is interested and wants to see him, and you can, you can imagine the panic that kind of rose up in our hearts. We're not, we're not ready for the the complication of this. Uh, but what are we going to do? And God said, "I want you to just fully love him." And uh, so that's where we were. And some time has passed, and didn't hear from dad. Didn't hear from the rest of the family. And you know, we're still in the. Process of pursuing adoption. It's a long process. Um, It's a slow process. We actually are right now in the complication of the whole thing still. On one hand, the promise has arrived. On the other hand, the promise, we're still holding on to it. The complete fulfillment of it. And and just going back to this story for a minute, just imagine um, the moment that Jesus arrives first the promise of who he would be and mary receives that and she's pondering these things and then jesus arrives she's literally holding the promise and yet it's not complete there's all these questions where are we going to be how is it going to happen what do we do in this culture now that we've had a child And it's not for my husband. All of those things. She's holding the promise. The incarnation of God is literally the promise in the flesh. The promise made flesh. And yet, it's still complicated. So go back. To where we're at this this week was an interesting one actually in the past month and a half the lord has just been pouring over our family and speaking so many words of encouragement to us and to jonathan actually um we took a trip to california and the lord i felt like god was saying this trip is going to be about your family and me depositing some good things into your family and sure enough it was it was an amazing time and so many people that we met um at Bethel Church in Redding, California, just loved on us and loved on him and, and shared things from God for us and for him. It was, it was so encouraging, so amazing. And uh, we came back, and even this week, I, I ran into a group of uh, pastors that I hadn't seen in a while, and over lunch, um, this lady who I didn't even know shares a word for Jonathan. That was just an echoing of things that had already been spoken. Pretty awesome. Pretty easy in that moment to believe, God, you will fulfill this promise. Um, On Friday, Friday was an interesting day. Um, We were told that his birth dad wanted a visit. And um, actually, I hadn't met the birth dad before because way back in the very first visit, um, I wasn't there. And so I never met the birth dad. Um, Young guy in a really rough place in his life. So God was sort of preparing us to to meet him for the first time. And God was doing a lot in that. Just even that day, I got a word from David that was so um, just needed in that moment. Actually, it was, uh, can I say it? It was actually um, inspired by a Rihanna song. <laughs> and he texted me later and he said, who knew that God could speak from a Rihanna song? Shine bright like a diamond, you heard that one? Okay, that's what the word was related to. It was actually um, perfectly timed, I kid you not. Um, The Lord was saying, I want you to go into this situation in the complication of it and the messiness of it with all the feelings that you have inside. I want you to just let me shine. And I, I received that word, and in fact, he's been preparing us for this moment and um with all the things that were spinning around in in my heart i just knew okay god you you've got this and i will hold on to your promise and so i just said you know i'm gonna pray for him i'm gonna ask for you to speak something that there might be even way more than we can imagine in this situation that would happen And, and i i felt like the lord gave me some things for his life um the dad's life and um this was before we went and so I'm actually going there with anticipation, okay God, you you are gonna do something good in this. And um I'll be honest, we got there, we met them and I, I felt so free that you know what, you're not my enemy. I want good things for you, and I want good things for Jonathan. They don't have to be mutually exclusive. And um, so we just, we were free, and they got to spend an hour with him. And I'll tell you, it did not feel good having to hand him over and see him walk out the room. So there was a lot going on. Maria was in the same place. When they came back, um, I had a minute, and I I just said, hey, can I share something with you? And I shared just what I felt like God had um, wanted me to to tell him about his life and, and kind of believing for hope for him. And, uh, and I asked if I could pray for him. It was awesome. He was so open to the whole thing. In fact, I think he was completely confused. <laughs> Those are the best moments, you know, where someone doesn't expect it and you just get to pour out the love of God. There was a lot of things going on in my heart, but in that moment, I just got to pour out the love of God. So we left that place, and we're still in the complication of the promise, waiting. We've beheld it. We've actually held the promise. And at the same time, we're waiting for it to be fully complete. Anybody been there? Anybody there? Okay. So I'm not just talking to myself tonight. That's good. So what do we do? What do we do? God sending his son, breaking through, through this baby, is proof. The proof beyond proof that God fulfills his promises. That in fact, God's promises aren't just words, but they are meant to be realities. They are meant to be things that we actually hold in our hands. God's promises aren't just spiritual, far-off realities. They're here and now realities. Of all the ways that God could have come and rescued humanity, he came in the flesh. So that we could take hold of this promise that God would rescue us. That God was redeeming the situation. And I want to point to that. Because that is the assurance. As we wait for promises yet fulfilled. It's the assurance as we sit in the complication of promises that are maybe half revealed are still working themselves out. It's the assurance as we wait for the completion of it all. What do we do with that? I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to not give up on the promises of God in your life. I want to encourage you to let faith rise so you can take hold of. Take hold of the things that God has said. Take hold of the things that God has promised. Even before you have them. That's what faith allows you to do. That's what faith allows you to do. And faith is a gift. So if you're lacking it, God can give you that too. I want to pray. I want to pray just a word of encouragement, a word over that. I have no idea what it looks like for you. But I do believe that God wants to increase our hope in the room. And I hope that's already been happening. Um, And I believe that as he increases our hope, that he wants to increase our faith. I believe that also with that, I want to pray that God would remind you of the promises that he has already fulfilled. I believe there's strength in that place. There's hope in that place. There's courage in that place to keep going. And I believe by faith we have to actually turn around and see the things that God has already done so that it will encourage us for the things that are not yet. And I'm thankful that we serve a God that is alive and we can look at the promises that have already been filled as proof of that. Even while we wait. So let's pray.